um, we just bless you for your presence here. We thank you. We thank you that you are looking to be let out of the gate like a horse in a race, just um, waiting for that switch to drop and uh, for, to be released into who you really are <laughs> in our lives and in our communities. Um, so, Lord, I, we want to agree with, with saying yes, saying yes to your spirit, saying yes to uh, loving you, trusting you, um, fully relying on you and not ourselves. The arm of flesh will fail us. Uh, but you, Lord, you are our strong tower. You are the one to whom we can run and the one who, who goes out before us in battle. And, Lord, that uh, you will soon crush Satan under our feet. That's what it says in, uh, in Romans. Yeah. So, Father, I, I, I bless you and I thank you. And I ask you to um, shape us through your word. Um, do heart surgery on us, Lord. We, we come to uh, know you better and to hear your word and be changed by it. So we want to just submit our hearts um, to your spirit in your word, through your word, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. I'm deciding whether I'm going to, if this is high enough, <laughs> if I can see this or not. I have a friend who um, has this saying. I don't think that she realized she used it as much as she did until I sort of pointed it out. But she'd often say, I I've just got to figure this out. I've just got to figure it out. And, um, and I, it's, she has a very complex life. And I said, you know, I don't think you're going to figure it out. I, I, I don't think we figure it out. I, I, I don't think that you're meant to figure it out. I think God wants you to just trust him in some of these things that we can't possibly figure out because God is illogical sometimes. It's a logic higher than our logic, and he does things that don't seem very logical. And as we prayed, um, I said, you know, I, you have a lot of question marks in your life, and a question mark, so I'll try it the way you would see it, is around like this and has a dot at the bottom. And the Lord turned the question mark over in my mind, so it looked like this. It looked like the line going down and the circle at the bottom, and the dot at the top, and I'm like, okay, what's that? It's an upside-down question mark. And then I saw my friend laying in the curve of the question mark, like a there's, a, there's a production company that does a little boy sitting on a half moon and fishing, you know that one? That's what it reminded me of. And she was just like laying in it like a hammock. And then the Lord said, and I don't forget to dot the I's and cross the T's, the jots and the tittles, you know, nothing will depart from this law. The, 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 the dots will be crossed. He's a detail God. He's a big picture God, and he's a detail God. So I just, I'm, I'm going to release that to you because it was for my friend, but I, I was, I'm like, Lord, I would like to take that. <laughs> I would like to live in the question marks and be able to release the, the, the question mark to God and say, I don't live in a question mark. I don't live in the uncertainty. I live in the certainty of who's holding me, that underneath are the everlasting arms, that I am cradled in his love, that I am upheld, that he covers me with his wings. I'm in the shadow. I'm in covenant. And that every little last jot and tittle, every dot, every I dotted, every T crossed, he will cover for me. And so if that's, if that's somewhere you need to be right now for 
questions in your lives, open-ended questions, things that are unresolved and don't look like they might be resolved soon, rest in that. Rest in that, that, that place of security and safety because he's the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. We don't have to have the answers to all the details of everything that's going on in the world and in our life to be secure in him. So I just wanted to just wanted to release that. <clears throat> um, Gord can tell you on any given day when I'm... Uh, Bruce had a big funeral yesterday. It went really well and um, was a joy, I think, right? Um, somebody who knew the Lord and was lived exuberantly for the Lord and drew people to her in love. And so the people that, that came were just so happy to have known her and been part of her life, and she released a lot of joy. Um, and so when sometimes if I know too far ahead, it almost works to my, in, in, to my detriment. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, God, I've got, like, so many things that um, I, just, I, I just feel like you want to release and you want to teach. And, and so I always, lately I've been asking the Lord, what's the thing that's the most pertinent that sticks in my spirit? And probably that, again, that's the basket, like the 12 disciples after they fed the, the 5,000, they picked up 12 baskets of leftovers, and there was sort of like one for each disciple. And I always feel like when the Lord feeds you, then he gives you a basket out of which to feed other people. That's probably going to be the most relevant thing. So one of the, one of the things that he brought my, to my attention, and it wasn't exactly at first in this scripture, but it's in Jude. <clears throat> Jude is just one chapter. Um, so it's um, verses 17 to the end, uh, to 23. But dear friends, <clears throat> remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. But you, dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit, and keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Snatch others from the fire and save them, and to others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Um, so uh, maybe we could put that up, Lolo. Sorry, I didn't ask you. Jude... Uh, 17 to 23 in the NIV. I've, I've got it here. <clears throat> so um, you don't have it in front of you unless you, you got your swords, as you used to say. Got your swords, got your Bibles on your in, in paper. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes we get lazy because it's on the screen. I'm just going to say that. Um, we, you know, I was looking up my scriptures on my phone so often that I was like, I'm sort of forgetting the order because I don't have to flip through my Bible anymore. And I'm like, that's pathetic, <laughs> right? So I'm using my paper Bible more because I'm like, I don't, I may not always have the internet, right? Um, so uh, yeah, just just be in the word and know the word and have access to the word as much as you can. So Paul uh, to Jude is, is, he says a number of things here. A, there's the end times. A lot of things are going to happen in the end times. One is that um, people who you think would have the spirit uh, won't have the spirit, and they are natural men as opposed to spiritual men. And if you follow them, it will, it will divide things up. It will cause dissension and trouble. 
And so we want to we want to be aware of those kinds of people because it will increase as the day gets closer. Um, another time we'll talk about the strong delusion that will go out even to the deception of the saints. It's, it, Paul talks about it in Thessalonians. And I think with what we've seen going on in Gaza right now with Hamas and all of the people who are supporting what Hamas is doing, we can see what a strong delusion looks like, right? It's horrific. Um, but at the in the end of times, you want to read Thessalonians, the end of times, God will send a strong delusion so that those who are not in the word and hearing from God and grounded in God and established in God, they will be taken over by strong delusion. It will not be a happy day. Uh, sorry, uh, Jude 17 to 23. I'm on about 20 now. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all our techie people. <laughs> and the, the, techie, the techie part has gotten more challenging because not only did we get a, more, a new sound system, but we got a, a new computer. So lots of stuff has been happening back there with those silent people, mostly silent. Yeah, they know a lot of stuff. So um, Paul says, uh, in the last times there will be scoffers and they'll follow their own ungodly desires. They're men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. And Paul says, test every spirit, right? Test every spirit to know that it is from God. Um, but you, and here's the really encouraging part, but you, dear friends, and uh, the more I study Paul's letters, the more I absolutely admire Paul and uh, have been praying to emulate him because he loves people so profoundly. And he would pour out his, he did, he did, he didn't, he would, he did. He poured out his life for the brothers and sisters, and none of them were perfect, you know, because they're people. There's no perfect people. But he had such a great love for the saints. And uh, he says, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. So did you see three things there? What was the first one? That's back in verse 20. Okay, build yourself up, <clears throat> which if you've, if you've uh, been on Wednesday nights or Wednesday mornings, you would know that building up is, from, is the same word as edify. Edify, if you have an edifice, that's a building, a con, a, 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 something that we've built and constructed brick by brick, wood upon wood and all, all of that. And so what, so we're, you're all intelligent, mature people here. So what does that mean? What would it mean? Or how would we, dear friends, build ourselves up in your most holy faith? How do you understand that? Go ahead and give me some feedback. Study the word. Awesome. Live the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Application. Don't just read it. Do it. Right? Okay, so community, right? So, um, so back to our fish model, freedom, identity, right? Being spirit-led and being part of a heart-focused community, not just a community, but a community that is saying, you don't always get this right, I don't always get it right, but let's walk this walk together, right? Wouldn't that be freeing, right, if we met freedom together? And learn to walk by the Spirit. Learn not to gratify the desires of the flesh. 
Great. What else, Michelle? Oh, did you just say that? <laughs> Wait, Paul, Bruce would like you to say it again. <clears throat> oh, okay, it's getting personal now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so nobody... <laughs> That's going to be pretty loud for Kevin to hear it in the Sunday school room, though. So the original statement was not expecting leadership to meet all your needs and then also one about husbands not meeting all needs but and grace 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 bruce is super excited about this um absolutely grace 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 um yeah we're we i i don't think it's any news to anybody that we're not perfect people the leadership is not perfect because there are no perfect people but we're all growing in in and grace and love and knowledge of christ and how to love well you know, I think when I turned 60, and then the other night, Jesse was over, Jesse and Luke were over at our place, and they were, for some reason, 2040 came up, and I'm like, am I going to be here in 2040? And Gord's like, yeah, you, you'll be like 80, 77. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, Lord, I just really want to finish well. And I know some of you are finishing well, and then are past, well past that age and going strong, and hallelujah. But I just, I just had this, this urge to love well and finish well. Like, don't we all just want to finish well, right? There's so many personalities, so many characters in the scriptures who did not finish well. They started well and they didn't finish well. Let's be the people that it's like us to finish well. That we're a community of people who grow in grace and continue to support one another so we finish well. Let's finish well, right? That was my note. Okay. Good good observation. Okay, so if you couldn't hear Lorraine said it says build yourself up in your most holy faith. It's a not it's not just any faith. Lots of people have faith, but they don't necessarily have faith in the one true God, the holy God. So it's a holy faith. So, so we've had some really good, be in the word, live the word, be in community and like-minded community. Uh, maybe uh, taking some responsibility for yourself and your walk and uh, working with leadership together in the community. Anything else? How do we build ourselves up in our most holy faith? Okay, excellent. So you believe when you were born again, you were born again through the Holy Spirit. It's, it's a new birth by the Holy Spirit. And then we, the way I understand the book of Acts is they knew you were baptized in the Holy Spirit when you spoke in tongues. That was the evidence. The, some people say the first evidence, but we knew. They knew the Gentiles had also received the Holy Spirit, so they spoke in tongues. So we can pray in the Spirit and pray with our understanding, Paul says. And there are times when uh, I think I'm finding more and more, I'm just praying in the spirit. I don't even know how to pray, right? And that's what he says. When you don't know how to pray, the spirit gives utterance to what the spirit wants prayed. So pray in the Holy Spirit. And not only does it pray what God wants prayed, 
but it actually is edifying your inner man. Your inner man is strengthened. So if you don't have a practice, and it really is, it's a choice to develop that practice, um, because sometimes it's, it's uh, if it's not a habit, you, it's like any habit, like taking your vitamins. I never remember to take my vitamins. I'm like, I have a counter full of vitamins, and I'm like, that does a lot of good sitting there on the counter, but if I don't remember to take them, right? It's like I'm trying to develop this system where I have a time where I take the vitamins so they don't upset my stomach, and I remember to take them. So they'll actually do some good, right, rather than sitting in the bottle. And it's like anything. If you, if you pray in the Spirit some, what, where could you pray in the Spirit more? Like a lot of people say when they're driving, you know, if you're, especially if you're driving by yourself, just walking, right, exercising, vacuuming, in bed. You're evidently not sleeping. <laughs> Doing the dishes. So anything kind of mundane where your brain is disengaged, Use that time because it's actually strengthening and edifying your inner man. And you're becoming stronger and you're, you're being habituated to the voice of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord. So I, I just put that out there as an encouragement and a challenge to myself and to all of us. Wherever you are, we, you know, more, just more. And that, you know what, that generation of the spirit of God in you just makes you hunger. Like Mark's saying, anticipation, Right of the hunger, like this this morning or last night, I don't remember, I was just like sitting with um, just like legally all the things God had done for me, just like lifting off any kind of condemnation, any sort of bent things. Do you know, Satan cannot change the love of God for you. Just get that into your head, that phrase. Satan cannot change the love of God for you. So what does he go after? Our perception of God's love and God's goodness, right from the garden, right? Did God really say, you know, slimy guy? So he, he, can't, he can't change the love of God. So he tries to change our perception of the love of God. And that's where, that's where we, can, we can defeat him in one of the ways to build ourselves up in our most holy faith is to pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit, read the scriptures, read the truth, stand in the truth, as TJ was saying, and then surround yourself by people who are like-minded, who are going to come alongside you and say, hey, listen, we all have dark days, we, we have times of discouragement, we have times when we lack faith, let us come around you and be the wall right now, and we will protect you while you're low, and we will walk together in this. One of my favorite um, memories from Africa that I lived through, and I'm really happy about that because my children are with me, was Gord and I were in this in the game park in Chad, which is only sees about a thousand visitors per year. I don't know how many they see in Kenya or Tanzania, but it's like it's a hundred times more than that, at least. It's a very isolated, difficult to get to place. Tourists do not go to that country. And we're out there and it's in the hot season, so when it's over like 52 Celsius. And the animals have only one place left where there's water. And in the rainy season, it's completely flooded. Like the, the places where we stayed were on stilts. And uh, we were all camped outside. That's another story because the elephants came to visit us. And it was very interesting. And we, again, we we're all glad we lived through it. It's pretty uncontrolled. So this one time, we're with a guide in our truck. And our truck had a big sort of uh, 
grill across the top that you could put gear on or put people on. So the guide, and I think Andrew, our eldest son, uh, they weren't that old. They were like maybe 12, 10, and 7, the boys. And Andrew's up on the roof and with the guide who has a, a do you have a machine gun or a, he has a submachine gun. <laughs> and, um, and we hadn't uh, seen elephants, but we'd seen lots of elephant tracks and stuff, you know, evidence of elephants. And they knock down trees and they make a big swath through the area they're in. And so we got to this area and we parked the truck and of course Gordon's driving, puts the keys in his pockets, takes off with the guide and the guide says, there's a male trumpeting over there. You and I will run in and see. And we're like, is this really a good idea? So the boys and I are standing outside the truck and all of a sudden we hear all these elephants and I'm like, oh my giddy aunt, I don't have the keys, right? And here comes the nursery. So it's all the mamas with all the babies and they see us. And I'm sitting over there in the nursery with the mama and her baby's going, we're dead. You know, like, Lord, help. Where are they? Get the guys back here. And I'm just like, I'm praying. I don't know if it would have been got, done any good to get the boys in the truck, like that many elephants, if they decided to trample us. It would have been pancakes, you know. It just So here they come. And the, they put the all the little baby elephants in a circle. And they put their trunks in. This is God. God's orchestration. They know how to do that. And all the mamas and the aunties are around. And they put their little trunks in and they make a circle. And it's, the little tails are out and the trunks are in. And then they're shuffling with their all together. They shuffle, they shuffle the whole wheel. And they're moving the wheel away from us. And there's big aunties at the back going, bum bum, with the ears, you know. Bum bum. This is big stutter set stay, saying, don't you dare come any closer. And I'm like, I won't, don't worry. You know, so like, my babies, just, you know, be merciful. And they move this wheel over, and then the guide comes along in French swearing and says, oh, my God, that's the most dangerous herd of elephants in the park. Like, what am I doing? I'm like, well, you left me here, right? So he's like, get in the truck, gun it, let's go, let's go. Because his machine gun wouldn't have done very much, you know? And we so we're like, oh, my goodness. It's kind of, I always say it's like parasailing in Mexico. Take your chances. Like, it's a pretty wild place, right? Uh, just, so we got, we got to tell that story. I'm really glad I'm here to still tell that story. But you know what? That, that's, that's community. <laughs> they put the most vulnerable who are the most precious. You know, he, they put them on the inside, and they put all the big heavy lifters, all the mature people, and they put them on the outside. And they said, don't worry, we've got you. Don't even try to get these guys. That's what community is. That's what community is. We don't trample the little people. We don't trample the weak. We don't trample those who are vulnerable. We don't trample those who are injured. We protect them so they can grow up. So they can grow up and become strong, and become part of the herd. That's the kingdom of heaven. That's my understanding of the kingdom of heaven. That's what I would like. God designed that for elephants. How much more? How much more, to use a Pauline phrase, how much more does he design that the kingdom of heaven be made manifest in his people, in his children that say, hey, don't worry. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get this done together. It's all right. You're having a bad day? We got gotcha. you. 
You know, one falls down, the other lifts him up. And we cover for one another and we love each other and we get through the stuff together because more stuff's coming down the pipe. I think we all agree on that, right? But that we're together and that we protect one another. There's a lot to say about, um, you know, and we just did Romans 14 and 15, you know, about um, don't get all bent out of shape over opinions and things that are, are not doctrinal issues and not about salvation, like what food people eat or what they drink. Don't ruin the king. Don't break up the kingdom of heaven and the witness of the kingdom of heaven over things that don't really matter. Let's stick together and talk about things that matter and love one another. I want to love well. I want to love well. I hope you want to love well because then we're free to be who we're made to be because, you know, just a little... I'm, I am. I was. I was uh, an arts major, not a science major. So, Gord kind of chuckles at me when I try to explain the deep science, right? But uh, from a brain perspective, and I know Michelle has read uh, some of this, and I think maybe Teresa too. But from a brain perspective, your brain is wired to go right to left, and I'm a. I'm a. I'm a belief girl. I believe what you believe makes who you, you who you are. But you know how you're wired? You're wired to go right to left. That attachment comes before belief. And what's attachment? Attachment is what happened when you were this big in your mom's arms or whoever raised you. And your brain is wired for relationship. You come without your hard wiring in place for your identity. And the psychologists talk about three faces that you're meant to have a mom and a dad, and you're the third face. The ideal model that God designed is a, an adoring mom, a protective dad, and you develop your identity. Now, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'll, probably very few people in the room had that <laughs> or had that in that perfection, and that's because of sin. But our identity is made, who we love and who loves us is the way we become our true selves in Christ. So God takes our broken backgrounds and says, attach to me. What? He says, I can make a new attachment. I can heal whatever you didn't get as a baby. Because those things form before you even have words. And so whatever you lacked, you know, for me it was, was my dad. I had, I, I, I had big daddy issues, right? And God's just been ministering to me a fresher. I'm like, am I not healed yet? <laughs> really? He was really not that bad a guy. And God's like, but I'm a really, I'm the best guy. I'm the best dad, and I need you to trust me more. I need you to trust me more. And so God says, be like the, the vine and the branches. So here's the vine, and the life is in the vine, and be attached. And then I've used this illustration before. The attachment of the branch to the vine grows bigger year by year so that more of the life of the vine can go through to the branch. And that's the attachment that God says, no matter what happened to you, no matter what you got or you didn't get, 
as a baby, as a child, as a young adult, whatever happened to you, because the devil plays dirty, and he goes after kids. So rough, right? Like he is not, he doesn't play fair. He goes after children. And God says, no matter what has happened, I can fix the attachment place. Because we learn joy when um, Bella was here with her little guy and he would just like just like be so fixated on her face like the mama baby adoration it's like you're the best thing in the world and they're like you're the best thing in the world they just adore each other that's the way God wired the brain and that's the way he wants us to feel about him no matter what our what our family good attachments or bad attachments but the joy attachment that's we can have even if it wasn't in place in our natural life we can have it in the spirit because who you are comes out when you're full of joy yeah now we go back to the i got love like an ocean i got love like an ocean you need to do this you know just do it with me because it's just a, it's a joy exercise i've got love like an ocean in my soul in my soul come on i got Love like an ocean, I've got love like an ocean, I've got love like an ocean in my soul, right? I mean, you just do that, you cannot help but, oh yeah, look at Michelle's doing the fountain now, here we go, right? And I mean, if you did that, if you're having a bad day, just do something silly like that, and instantly joy bubbles up, because you are programmed for joy. This is scientists saying this. It's not even say happiness. You are programmed for joy. God built you to run on joy. And your whole brain, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's the drug that your brain runs on, joy. And so when you do something joyful, the real you is released. Because the, the other attachment is fear. And how many of us are absolutely crippled by fear? What are people going to think? What if they really knew me? What if they knew what I was like? What if they knew what I'd done? And Jesus says, that is gone. It's completely gone. Legally, it's gone. You know, every aspect of it, you are pardoned. And so sometimes I think building myself up in my most holy faith is just getting attached and getting, I can't receive it if I'm not in a place of joy. So maybe that's a little insight for you. It was for me. Because when I, I get down on myself and I'm like, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. Or this isn't going right. Or somebody's going to think this. And God's just like, who are you? <laughs> right? Who are you? What would you do with Sue? You know? And, and then I just kind of go, okay, I can receive this. Gord can testify to this. I cannot receive until... I, put, I, I allow myself to be in a place of joy, and then I show up as me. And when I show up as me, then the Father and I have the greatest times together, right? And then I can build myself up in my most holy faith. For me, just praying in the Spirit won't get me there. I have to do something silly because I'm, I'm built to be silly. So if that's a little insight for you, when you're feeling lousy, do something silly. Yeah, if, it's a, if it's a God song, it's better. But you can put yourself in a place of joy so you can be your true self to, have, to know the attachment of God and receive from the Father. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. What's the next part, Lolo? Keep, 
Keep yourself in God's love. I don't know, that should be a keychain or a plaque or something. Keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. You know, Thessalonians, it says, you believed and you are waiting for the sun from heaven. And, I, and we, we talked about this in the group. I said, how many of us are waiting for Jesus to come back? And again, you know, we've got it. We've got it so comfortable. But keep yourself in God's love. When I'm out of sorts, when the world doesn't look right to me, when I'm nattering about somebody else and what they're doing or not doing, I am not in a place of keeping myself in God's love. So let that be your little oil light. You know, when your oil light goes on in your car, beep, 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 red light. If you're feeling like you need an attitude check, see if you're doing these things. And that one is keep yourself in the love of God. Know it. Like, know it. I'm loved. He looks at me adoringly. He's for me. Right? Who can't be for little people, right? They're, they're, they're just it's heartwarming. We just go they're so cute right God feels like that about us even though we're not always cute or adoring but he adores us anyway because he's our father and when we receive that love we will um, be ready to wait for the um the coming of the Lord Jesus last that's not the right time I'm actually going quite fast today wow um the last thing I just wanted to say, my mom's favorite verse was always, trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You can say it with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths, depending on which version you memorized it with. Classic, right? Such a practical verse, and Bruce and I have been talking about this a lot lately. What is trust? Trust in the Lord, and, you know, you know, do that thing where you can emphasize each word. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You know, like, have fun with that. But, like, what is, so what is trust? Again, let me hear your wisdom. What is trust? What does trust in the Lord look like for you? Leaning on the Lord. Amen. Yeah, that's good, Terry. Yeah. So leaning, leaning on him, not leaning on your own wisdom and understanding, not having to figure it all out. What else does trust look like? Or what are synonyms? What are other words for trust? Full abandonment. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Full abandonment. Trust in the Lord. Abandon yourself to God because he's capable and able to look after you. Anything else? Any other words? Yeah. Like a corridor. Yeah. Yeah. That he's doing what he said he would do. And you're. Hmm. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. So they're, they're, they were actually walking through a miracle, right? They're walking through their, the Red Sea. They're seeing the water stand up on either side of them. They're walking through on dry land. And, but we have to continue to believe, even though we're, they're, they were experiencing it, they had to believe they would get to the other side safely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that happens amongst us, right? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Sean? I, I don't have an opportunity, but uh, as you read the word, as I read the word, and the word gets in my Okay, so when you're reading the word, it says that these things were written for our example and encouragement. So we're seeing the past stories, like the Red Sea, we're seeing the things that God has done, we're seeing who he is, we're seeing his character, and we're reading these truths about who he is, I am God, I do not change. You know, we're, so it builds our track record with the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, good. Do you, do you want to come up? Sure. Yeah, we'll just have you come up because when it's recorded, we can't it's often hear. The word, and I thought it was really cool. I, had, I don't know who I heard it from, but he said, you can look at a, toma- a potato all you want, and you can think about that tomato or potato, but you only get nourishment from it when you actually grab it and eat it. And he was like, it's the same thing when you open this word, you're actually taking it and you're nourishing your soul with it, right? You know what I mean? The word is living and active, but we only can nourish our soul when we actually pick it up and read it and take it in, right? It's the living word. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Amen. And, and that will make a good segue to our daily bread. Right, that we read uh, the word every day and it feeds us like the manna. Uh, so the new ones are in. This is uh, September, October, November, and there's some large print ones back there. So I just wanted to bring this up to remind me. Invested in? Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I trust in the, the word, the, in the Lord my God. So the trust is like, what, do I, what am I throwing my hopes and my, my weight on? Like we say, when you sit down, you're trusting the chair to hold you, right? So, yeah, so money, investments, 
those sorts of things, people trust in those to get them through, right? Or the systems, yeah. Yeah, amen. Good. There's scripture also says um, uh, trust it can be translated to have confidence in. You know, sometimes I, and I'll say to myself, well, if, if this is what trusting the Lord looks like, what does that look like to people in the world? Like, do I look like I'm trusting the Lord? <laughs> right? Like, just does, that, does this face look like I'm trusting the Lord? Or my countenance when I'm in town or whatever? Like, do, you, do I look like I trust the Lord? Do I look like God's looking after me? Not because you're doing it for them, but if we have confidence, if trust looks like confidence, bah, 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 it can also be translated bold. So when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you are bold. If I'm trusting in the Lord, I'm bold. You know, when we prayed for Caleb, there were some bold declarations up here, right? God is looking after us um, to feel safe. I'm safe. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm in the secure place. He's my, my strong tower that I run to and I find security. Donna? So Peter had had trust in the Lord as long as he was looking at the Lord, right? Was confident and bold. As soon as he took his eyes off the Lord, bloop, sank. Yeah, absolutely. 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 So just to review here in Jude, the, the end of, the end of uh, Romans also talks about being established, but... Um, you, dear friends, build yourselves up and build one another up. Paul was major, a great example on speaking amazing things to people and telling them who they were in God for their encouragement. You, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. We're just going to end there. And then just as a tag on, be merciful to those who doubt. Those are kind of some of the people that are with the baby elephants. Snatch others from the fire and save them. And to others, show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Yeah. So, Father, I, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that it is living and active and sharper than a double-edged sword. I thank you that we can, um, we can learn together. And we can learn from one another's experiences and wisdom. And, Lord, that we don't have to have all the answers because uh, you do. And that we can come to one another in weakness and in strength and share and receive help in time of need um, by your Holy Spirit through your body. And so I pray that you would sanctify us as a body, sanctify us as the people of God, as the children of God, that we would be kind to one another, that we would be gentle with one another, that we would um, seek to grow together and grow with one another and help one another. Lord, it says, uh, Romans said, to build one another up uh, for the other person's good, not to please yourself. And so, Lord, we want to be that kind of people. We want to be the kind of people who love well. So, um, by your grace, thank you that you call us to be established, but you establish us. It's your church. It's your church. And, um, Lord, you will complete the good work that you've begun in each of us and in all of us. So we just thank you for 
your abundant grace and your spirit um, who is always with us and you, Jesus, who lives to make intercession for us. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.